Hey Barbie, how's it going? Hey guys, welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today I have Andrea Thompson from A Reel of One's Own and uh, Katie Glidewell from The Blonde and Front On to talk about Barbie. Uh, you know, qu quite the film. Um, did, would anyone like to give a summation of what the, what the movie's plot is? Barbie and an existential feminist crisis, courtesy Greta Gerwig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, that's kind of the whole plot of the movie. It's Barbie's going through a whole existential crisis. She kind of goes through a Pinocchio tale where she wants to become uh, a real live woman, sort of like how Pinocchio wants to become a real live boy. And before I get into it, because who cares what Ken thinks? I want to know what the Barbies think of this movie before I get into it. What did you guys think of Barbie? Uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it from beginning to end. One of the things I love so much about it uh, that honestly doesn't really have anything to do with the movie that I told a coworker today. I just love the unification of everyone. Like getting dressed up to go to the theater. It's like even at our press screening, like people were dressed up. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing the I outfit was dressed that I wore. You, you put a dress on. Other Pink, people, they had course. suits. They yeah. had, I mean, this wasn't the assignment. It's not like we mm -hmm. had a memo, you know, dress up as, but we just all had this consensus. Like, this is what we have to do. And mm -hmm. I loved it. I think that's amazing. And I love it. Spontaneous how feminine fun and yes. Katie you and I are both old enough to remember when anything when a character saturated in pinks and femininity was the was the villain was vilified yeah. so to see people embrace pink and femininity and have it and take it back to the fun because unlike on screen like when we hung out with our friends had a girls night we all embraced pink right yeah the, the girly movies and stuff you know so it is just so it is just so fun to see that experience on screen. And yeah. it's fun to mm -hmm. see it with the audience, both, you know, every gender just coming together like that. And I think the production design is just chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The plot is good. Amazing. The acting. I the, mean, they do so much. I saw, I saw online on Twitter, uh, Car Caroline, she said that her, like, Monday matinee of Barbie was sold out at her theater. When is the last time that happened? Even when you have the biggest MCU movie opening. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have no doubt. I mean, I actually did a post, I think this film right now, and I know it's early and stuff, mm -hmm. but I think it's a lock for like multiple nominations, Ryan Gosling for best supporting actor, production design, Probably two best song nominees. Oh, yeah, there was apparently hardly oh, yeah. any CGI in yeah. Barbie Land. All that oh, stuff yeah. was actually built. Built really? They just built it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of. It kind of. What was that Lars von Trier film where it just takes place on a single stage, and you just see everyone's life on there? Like it reminded me a little bit of that, where I'm like, oh, we're watching a movie that's part like on stage but also like part in real life and it was amazing how they blended both styles together mm -hmm. so wonderfully yeah you know what it reminded me of lord of the rings the way that the way they made all the <laughs> hobbit holes and stuff look lived in and created I this magical world 
a lot of because there was a lot of handheld stuff in that too, along with the CGI. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a like like when they flipped the car over. There's that little mm-hmm. animation that they put there. Like they kind of played with the the doll's physics in a way, where you oh, kind yeah, of have yeah, a flip over more times than it really needs to to really capture that. But yeah, I think this movie really works because it plays with the next and screwing up my words here, but the movie plays with the existential crisis through Barbie's fear of death. Like, how do you think the movie's thematic elements worked? So well, and it's such a risk to make a feminist film, because I mentioned this in my review personally. Not only does it come under fire from many on the right, but from many on the left, too, who seem to get upset that um, that a movie can't cover like the broad history of feminism. I mean, yes, it's yes, it's uh, it's corporate because because you know it's it's a toy Mattel. that we all grew up with. It's Mattel, <laughs> yes, but at the same time, Gerwig is able to work within those corporate limitations and take it in so many directions. So the fact that she succeeds so damn well while incorporating so much from the set design to like the Barbie in a wheelchair, you know, to the yeah. real world, all the, all the, all the cat, all the diversity and everything. And even Mattel letting her poke fun at them in the all male board, you know, I'm amazed that it works so well. Well, yeah. and I have to get, and I also want to give credit to the marketing team for this film because I mean, oh. they did a full on, push for this unlike anything I've ever seen, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that every single world premiere um, that the cast went to Margot Robbie was head to toe, exactly like the doll. She's supposed to represent law on that costume mm-hmm. designs, everything. And I think that was a huge push for the film mm-hmm. too. But my favorite part, America Ferreira's monologue. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, Girl, you know, I once she just kept going and going, and it's one of those things that I mean, we're not going to spoil it, but yes, every single thing that she said, I can relate to, you can probably relate to. And then when mm-hmm. she went on and, and younger up, people can no doubt relate to, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she, um, yeah, spoke, to I can't believe Barbies, like each time it's like, yes, it's, it's a like, different thing, yes, voicing that, voicing the the BS patriarchal expectations. And some people even found that trite. Like it's another cool girl speech. And I'm thinking, you know what? Like voice, voicing voicing those um, truths, you know, you, it always means so much because, because the patriarch is so ever present in our lives. And to hear that spoken aloud in a major blockbuster, you know, means so much. So I can, I can't understand why why some people would find that trite, even as their arguments are reasonable. Like, well, the, how I mean, else I, do you make a movie about Barbie? You know, because Barbie is the embodiment of like everything that is tell. wrong. Yeah, but, but Barbie was. It's so I mean, important to say these things. It's yeah. like I mean, in the beginning, and this is a spoiler. In the beginning, it's like girls had dolls that um, made them mothers or caretakers and stuff like that mm-hmm. barbie had a career she had a medical degree she had she'd go in space 
she owned her own car and house. And this is a time at when, a time when when yeah. women weren't allowed to own a credit card without a male figure, like a husband, a father, like signing off on that. So yes, it was know, Barbie and Ken, not yeah. Ken and his trophy wife, Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Barbie and it's Ken. It's not Barbie. And, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I know as it got. I think later on like 80s night well especially 90s and millennium it's like barbie's um expectations like you got this and this and this it's like focused so much on the body type and stuff and rather than what she was supposed to be representing which is like the female empowerment and opportunities that we weren't given at that time when well, barbie I, came out yeah that's not to say barbie hasn't contributed some negative stuff which i've oh, yeah. seen that mm. acknowledge you know like those body issues you know yes but at the same at the same time, like the reason she's lasted when other toys is because her because they were able to evolve her and take her places and oh my god and even the most half baked some of the most half baked movies can be fun. Have you seen Barbie Princess Charm School? No, uh, is oh it animated? God. Yes. Yeah. Barbie it is Princess Charm School. The most cheesy. One of the most cheesy, most enjoyable Barbie movies ever, and I found out about it because so many people were liking and were liking on this movie on YouTube. They've since taken it down, but it's gone on on a lot of apps and stuff I've seen to become like an audience favorite. Yeah. But you didn't hear that from me. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, the film has a great character breakdown where. Uh, America Ferreira's daughter is basically telling Barbie mm -hmm. to her face, like, you are a fascist. You are everything that is wrong with our image. Like, I consumerism. I love, yeah. You know? Yeah. Consumerism. Like, you, you know, you expect us to all be this, you know, we're, we're all supposed to look like we're this perfect 10 out of 10 weird fantasy like figure. And the way the film mm -hmm. handles it, I love the fact that it just it goes for Barbie, Barbie right in the jugular. How did you think the mm -hmm. movie like tackled the problems with Barbie in a Barbie movie? Well, I think Barbie, like when Barbie comes to the real world, she didn't have she had, you know, in her mind that all women would be grateful because you know they fix all these problems. Like women are in charge. Women aren't on the Supreme Court. And well, for her Barbie to be land berated, is a matriarchy. Yeah, for know? her to be berated by a child who is one of the people that she's supposed to be, you know, adored by. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a hit in the face. Like, and I mean, even when she's on the beach, it's like, I feel like I'm being stared at, but not in a way that mm. it's like happy, but more <laughs> like you want something from me. I'm not going to get it, give it to you. There's a definite undercurrent of violence. Yeah. <laughs> of violence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it was a way a critique of like the corporate like uh very capitalist focused feminism because they all lived in this place where they had so much opportunities and they had no idea how the ideas that that worked for them when implemented well could backfire so spectacularly in a system not meant that wasn't meant to like translate their ideas to women yeah directly well that those kind of, of good intentions and one of the things that uh, Ariana Greenblatt says, and this I think is so, um, is a very important line in the film, that I think 
a number. I mean, I know for me that it's like women hate women, men hate women. It's the one thing we can agree on. Like that's mm -hmm. a thing that has been in my mind that has been drilled. It's like, oh, you know, that's your competition. You need to do mm -hmm. this. And it's like, I've had to tell friends who have girls who are male friends. It's like, never ever tell that to your daughter. Like, this is something mm -hmm. that has been brought to my mind. I, and only in the past, like, 10, 15 years did I realize, like, why did I listen to that? Because it just kept being told to me. And that's the thing that's something. And also it played out hard. so well in, yeah. in the patriarchy, you know? If you work hard enough and stuff, you if you if you cater enough, maybe they'll let you be the girl. Yes. Just like mm -hmm. in a lot of other, they'll they'll let one they'll let one actress be the plus size actress. They'll let one filmmaker be the black filmmaker. Yes, you know, or and or they'll let one girl be the be the girl in the boys club. It's just beautifully uh, illustrated in that scene where they're at Mattel, and Barbie goes, "Who's the CEO here?" And he goes, "Well, uh." I'm the CEO. And it's like, yeah, but where's the female CEO? And you, you see that and how Mattel even pokes fun at itself for being a male led world still. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's like one of the other lines is um, the guy who brings her to the top of Mattel. It's like, well, I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? And I'm like, I wrote that down. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah. The little, the, the, the guy who was, uh, who reported the missing Barbie in the first place, mm -hmm. his name was like Brian or something, who knows? But yeah, 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 that was a great line. It's funny how in the movie, Ken is the more emotional, angry one in the story. He pay, he preaches the patriarchy and becomes easily stirred when creating Ken World. Why is it that Girlwood, you think, made the men more emotional in this movie than Barbie? Uh, real world? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I Kavanaugh. think that's, that's the point. Yeah, it's like that the um, men would fight with each other and that's, uh, they'd rather take over everything and then kind of mess it up than have the women take control and make it, I mean, Barbie Land was perfect the way it was. And then, you know, you had to get horses involved in the patriarchy and yeah, Barbie wasn't quite perfect. The Barbie land wasn't quite perfect the way it was true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was still, it was perfect for stereotype. most of the people who lived there. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's, that's when Barbie kind of takes her little Pinocchio sort of side. And I mean, tail. the most extreme form, like w most women who are murdered, they're pregnant or they're murdered by partners or ex-partners, you know, who, who are trying to leave them and can't find the necessary protection, you know? The yeah. guys can, you know, get a... And the guys can get a gun really easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men are doing it. it. That's And nothing's really being done about the problem, whether they want to or not. That sends a message, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what all I it mean, tends... It's emotional, it's being passionate. They're not mm -hmm. emotional. They're passionate. They're tortured. Yeah. You know? I remember when Charlie Sheen was saying it a lot about himself. He's like, oh, I'm not emotional. I'm passionate. And I'm like, so you're you're passionately emotional <laughs> is what you're trying to say, man. Passionately yeah. a douche. Yeah. That's um, why it was so important earlier in the film where they're like, I can hold emotion and reason equally, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
the the movie switches from Barbie from like real world to back to the uh, or it goes from Barbie world to the real world back and forth. How do you think the movie stylistically worked? Because like to me, I man, I couldn't get enough of the pink in it. Mm. I thought it was absolutely perfect. I love how they made things almost a little bit smaller because in Barbie and you know in Barbie Dreamhouse in her car and stuff like that, Barbie doesn't necessarily fit. She's always like sticking out a little bit. And yeah. I love how they use that in every single aspect of the film. I mean, I think if there's anything the set design, which I put down, uh, who is it? Set decoration, Katie Spencer and Ashley Swanson. Mm-hmm. I mean, ladies, prepare for those gold boys because I don't see right now anything that's going to top the production design for this film. Like, it was, again, chef's kiss. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it beautiful. really felt like a Barbie dream house, like, brought to life. Where, you know, especially when they're just driving around the main avenue and you just see, like, all the individual little houses and how yeah. like, they had the open archi- architecture where you could, like, see into each other's house. Without, you know, and without you the doors so many, in. like, previous films, the influence from, like, the red shoes to Umbrellas of Cherbourg, mm. you know, that hairstyle, just that glamour. I remember seeing the red shoes about a year ago and I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah, or it might have been two years ago now, but yeah, just on a off note. But yeah, I could see some of that influence on there. I mean, and then when you just talk about the casting of the film, it's just perfect. Oh my god! Yeah, Margot so Robbie perfect. is quite literally like when she was cast in Wolf of Wall Street, she was kind of cast because she looked like a Barbie doll in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and people were so damn amazed, like, "Wow, who knew a blonde act, blonde bombshell <laughs> actress could also be?" It's the same tone, like how how amazed that like a blonde could be smart. It reminded me of yeah. when Bridesmaids opened, and suddenly people were forced to acknowledge that women could be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that was the thing. This is a female led comedy and a mm-hmm. female written one that uh, with with a little bit of help from husband Noah Bombach, you know mm-hmm. that that uh, is is pretty hilarious. You know, like it is. Oh, all this is like Barbie, like freaking out about having flat feet, and then cellulite. Yeah, and then having oh, yeah. cellulite. Oh my god, Kate McKinnon as weird Barbie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, she's the always doing this. They the say it's like, you know, we're sorry we called you weird Barbie. It's like that's okay. It's like I smell like basement. <laughs> yeah, and you notice all the all the weird Barbies were the only ones unaffected by the brainwashing because they kind of already had a defense in place for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were able to defend themselves against it. This, uh, yeah, one critic was citing the film's third act as jumbled and confused, and I don't, I don't really agree with that. I don't, but, I don't agree either. with that at all. I mean, yeah. they definitely have like uh, an apocalypse now kind of thing, but I love, love, love the scene <laughs> with the, you know, uh, if you seem, you know, act confused and t- um, have the Kens tell you about the Godfather. I was like, <laughs> yeah. tell them you've never or seen I've done that. I've done that before. It works. <laughs> Let me tell oh you. My God. Every time. The Godfather and feel the dreams, ladies. The Godfather and feel the dreams. Feel the dreams. Kubrick. Feel the Some dreams of, I've okay. had to lock my account after speaking critically of Kubrick on Twitter. A oh times. no! What did you say about Kubrick? Yes. Mm. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
No, Kubrick's good, but Eyes Wide Shut isn't that great of a movie. You know, and Full Metal Jacket, it doesn't hold a candle up to, like, other movies like The Deer Hunter or Apocalypse Now or stuff like that. I think Apocalypse Now, I could see how it was revolutionary at the time, but I I find it kind of funny that it's all about this white guy being shell-shocked. I'm like, yeah, your leaders don't always know what you're doing, and this... Yeah, and the Americans aren't always on the good side, but that, in a way, that was that war that it spent. The image is all about man's loss of innocence. Yeah, the American man's loss of innocence. That's how that war has been depicted in movies. Never mind what those so-called innocent men were doing. Yeah, you know? the, yeah. think about the innocent woman and children that they were hurting instead. But mm-hmm. yeah, we don't we don't go to that. Um, but. Yeah, the the film is uh, is the film blatant like in its in its statement towards feminism, or is it appropriately placed? Because to me, I feel like this movie is kind of what you kind of needed to do for a Barbie movie, because yeah. Barbie is so objectively this this sex object perfected image that you know we had to criticize it, but at the same time. Throughout the years, they have made like other versions of Barbies that people have actually been able to connect to. But the thing is, Barbie's the heart of Barbie's image isn't that she's cool; it's that she's cheesy, also and sincere. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a Barbie that has Ken, yes, but so many female friends around her, yeah. and none of them are competing for Ken. Yeah, that's not a part of her image and storyline, and that's not a conscious thing. That's just in a lot of ways, that's just how the story is played out. So I like that it was so cheesy and sincere while being subtle at points, so. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing that feminist, feminism and female empowerment are the forefronts of the film. I know people are like, oh, you know, it's Hollywood and all that stuff, but it's like, or maybe it's waking up to the fact that this is an issue that is still going on Mm-hmm. And we're having a plastic doll like that is telling us like why why are you guys not having more control over your lives? Why has this not been fixed by now? It's like and it's something that could reach that will reach everyone since this is yeah. a major blockbuster film. I remember when I was a kid, a lot of this stuff didn't get to me. A lot of this feminist stuff just didn't get to me that I couldn't use. But something like this could get to everyone can get to anyone yeah. and you know stuff that might be norm that you'd be normally be shielded from some people maybe either by environment or algorithm but you have to acknowledge this whether you like it or not yeah i know that it is a pg-13 film i know some people have said that it's not necessarily for kids i think if kid i know many kids who have gone with their parents so that it, you know if they have questions and stuff like that but i mean I'm a child Mm -hmm. from the 80s. Like, look, I had freaking The Last Unicorn and some weird ass stuff that I had (laughs) that I got to watch that honestly was way above my head when I was a child. All dogs go to heaven? Yes. And I mean, oh my God. um, Yeah. Some, I mean, Dark Crystal, like, this is some dark, dark stuff. Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my God. Bambi's mom got shot in the beginning. 
you know, well, we have some I'm traumatizing devil, shit happening. Like oh, the land before time. The land, land before oh, time. My God. I mean, how many times did they stuff. get extinct in the land before time? There's yeah. like four of those movies. So well, it's just one of those things the like, there was like, <laughs> oh no, there was a four. There was 18. There's yeah. like almost 20. Holy shit. Oh no, yes. there's a lot. But it's one of those things that, I mean, look, even though kids may not be old enough, this is stuff that will get in their head and, mm-hmm. you know, have the parents explain. You can, like, think about it when you get a little bit older and, like, they can figure it out themselves. I don't mm-hmm. think this is maybe for six-year-olds, but for nine and above, I think you can definitely watch it. Yeah. And, I mean, some of them, I mean, it's weird. We say, oh, this is too old for kids, but the thing is all the discourse, you're taking away kids' rights, a lot of kids' rights everywhere, threatening to take them away from their parents, yeah. you know, saying they can't they can't be gay, they can't be trans, they're not supposed to read things, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to read at all, they're supposed to they're, in Florida, you heard, you heard what they're teaching kids about slavery teaching kids that slavery wasn't all bad is way more damaging than wow. this blockbuster movie how, yeah I can't even. But the, no. but the feminists, oh, those feminists! Right. Oh, Meanwhile, I think, yeah, mean, yeah, your kid's not going to be able to get a book in the library, but if, but they might, but if they get shot in the library, yeah. Was it Jesus Christ? Books? And the inflation in some of these places where they're doing this—it's clearly all smokescreen to cover more serious issues. So. Yeah, what about the kids? Yeah, what about the kids? <laughs> well, this movie kind of thinks about them and thinks about mm-hmm. how they grow up and how they end up getting a more realistic idea of what it's like to be a woman. Oh, mm-hmm. I think we have some comments there. Oh, we got some comments, all right. Got yeah, they never take it out on the dad like. <laughs> Love the talk like they were saying. you have going on. You three. Thanks, Don. Mm-hmm. Yes, America yes. Ferrer. To see human in the movie drop all the mics was wonderful. Amen. Yeah. Yes. It was it was yes. nice to see a movie about Barbie that talks about what's wrong with Barbie. But at the oh, same and t- yeah, Greta Gerwig had to fight, I read, to keep that to to to, to keep that scene where she tells an older woman, You're beautiful. Really? Yes. That scene is a bar. Wow. You guys know who that older woman is, right? Was was that Ruth? No, the older <laughs> woman is Barbie. The older it woman is? is Ruth's daughter. Oh, and that, that is that is what Barbie. That is the reason why we have Barbie. Is because when she was a little girl, her mom made Barbie. Mm-hmm. So she without her, her daughter, this would never have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's so wonderful. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's the nice thing about this movie is it, it recognizes people for being people, not just for being things. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to say, I love Michael Sarah's Alan in the film, who's like Ken's best friend. He was introduced in 1964. His girlfriend turned wife Midge also appears in the film, played by Emerald Fennell. Yes. Both, yeah, both can it both characters were canonically married in 1990 with the wedding day midge dolls now that's interesting because yeah michael sarah he was sort of like the the anti-ken he was like dorky ken well alan is not ken's best friend alan is ken's buddy and Ah. he wears he can wear all of ken's clothes now 
The reason why I know this is because I've seen an interview with Michael Sarah, and he makes sure to correct people. He is not <laughs> Ken's best friend. He is Ken's buddy. And on the mm. box for Alan, it says Alan is Ken's buddy. He can wear all of Ken's clothes. And Emerald Fennell, do we all know who she is? Mm-mm. Emerald Fennell is the uh, writer director of Promising Young Woman. And oh. then she, uh, the fact that she plays Midge, which I love that you have, you know, multiple amazing female directors involved with this film. Um, yeah. That I thought that was great. Like, I love Not a fan one. of that one. So, yeah. So, yeah I, I haven't seen it. It was my so number two film of the year. Love it, love it, love it. That's a whole yeah. other. That's a whole other. Topic. Oh, wait. Promising Young revenge, Woman. The French that's... film Revenge to that. Oh, wait, Promising Young Woman. That's the one. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Where she that's gets, a where she, other. Yeah. She yeah. does get revenge indeed. Or kind does of, she? Kind well, of. Kind of like it's, it's a really sad way to get revenge if you do. Well, yeah. That's the, a whole other discussion yeah, that we Yeah, that's a whole other film. Well, that's I, amazing. Yeah. That was a, yeah. That's a, you know what? Now that you mention it, I know exactly who you're talking about. Emerald Ferrero plays Barbie's friend Midge in the film. Emerald oh, yeah. Fennell. Yes. Katie and I will have a cage match about that later yeah. or something. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be in pink. a pink cage? Yes, pink. Yeah. Pink All right. cage. So, but yeah, the, um, this movie was originally announced. Mud wrestling. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> now is the mud just going to be oh, yeah. made of so pink? Pink Jello. I mean, why not? Yes, pink Jello. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I want to see. Again, that was... that's a whole other. That's a whole other show, kids. That's a whole yeah. Other that's show. that's that's Barbie after dark. Yeah, and that's something else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Barbie's movie... revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Barbarella. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah but that's this, already a thing, though. Yeah. This movie was originally announced in 2009. The project underwent multiple different iterations. It became a property for three different studios. The, how how did this movie feel structurally when you're watching it? Because, like, to me, it didn't feel like a... Pro, uh, it felt like one concise vision mixed with other ones. But... You know, I could see how that would go through the ringer. I'm amazed this movie about Barbie even got made in the first place, to be honest. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm amazed that Barbie and Wonder Woman both spent years in development hell and but came out the stronger for it, which is rare. Yeah. I mean, at one point, Diablo Cody was attached to Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. And, there, and I like guess it was a, yeah, a much darker script. So it felt like it retained some of the good ideas, but was very much itself, very much with Gerwig's vision. Yeah. And I'm, I can't see this film done without Gerwig. I think mm-hmm. she was the person to direct this. Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely the person to write this. I'm so glad that she and Noah Baumbach uh, took on, because that's, that's a heavy duty to not only write something as big as this, but um, to also direct mm-hmm. it. And, Again, I think this is for original screenplay. I think this is just a gimme for an, uh, a nomination, if not the win. Um, mainly, again, because of America Ferreira's uh, monologue. Like, that is, I still think about it. Uh, when someone asked me what was my favorite part, I had to think for two seconds, then immediately, sh- like, her monologue. That was the thing that really, I mean, it just was true. 
It was amazing. I think that could possibly give America Ferreira a nomination because I thought she was incredible in the film. I mean, everything that was done, I think was done so right. Even when mm. they did the thing that it's like uh, Margot Robbie is crying and says she feels ugly and you have the narrator. It's like the filmmakers know that for someone to say this, it should not be Margot Robbie. Or it's like, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing it. But oh my God. And the Pride and Prejudice Depression Barbie. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Well, and I wrote down that it's like the ordinary Barbie. Barbie has a flattering top and gets um, and gets through the day, kind of um, feeling kind of good about herself. It's like this is just—it's not like it's meaningful. It's clever. It's funny, and it doesn't patronize like the real subjects mm. that are going on, which that is so difficult to do. And I think they did it like excellently and effortlessly. Um, and I mean as. Yes, this is a film about Barbie, but the Kens just killed it. Like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. Like, my God, he was. Ken? Yes, you needed an actor that was really likable because, and even and even I, I'm obviously a Gosling fan. Like, even I am like, are we allowed to kill people in Barbie land? Because when he takes over her, like, when he takes her house, you know, oh, you and- mean the Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House? Yes. Is that what you're referring to, Andrea? The Ken's yes. Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yes, it was her house. That was the Barbie dream house. That's yeah, and then he turned Mojo in- Dojo Casa House. He, he didn't like being a man who was trapped in a woman's one world. So, you know, he switched it around to the world that we live in, which is what made that scene For work so well. For a more extreme version, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, and then, I feel like and then she's like, him. I just don't want to hurt him. And America Forever had to say, honey, he took your house and brainwashed your friend. She's like, oh, right. And I still don't want to hurt him. Is this what being yeah. a woman is like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And sorry, Mike, but do you feel there's that many horses in the patriarchy? Because I don't think there are. Uh, but no, they didn't I definitely any horses am, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely with Ryan Gosling that once he found out that they're, you know, that horses weren't involved that much in the patriarchy that he kind of, you know, uh, didn't really care about it. He lost interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you going to do without horses? But I, I I, have to say, I love cinematographer Rodrigo uh, Prieto's uh, color palette that was used throughout the movie. Just the over usage of pink. I think, see, uh, Instead of calling it Technicolor, Greta Gerwig called it Techna Barbie because of the way it was used throughout the movie. And yeah, I mean, in, in terms of stylistically, I like how the movie went between the real world and the Barbie world and back. But yet it always felt like a comedy throughout. It didn't feel like it was distracting itself from trying to be something else. Uh yeah, yeah, it was it was one of the more pretty films I saw recently, mm. and I guess production uh, designer Sarah Greenwood claimed that so much fluorescent pink paint from the company Roscoe was used for the set construction that it caused international shortages. Yeah, yeah. However, it was later revealed that it was because they had COVID, and that's what caused the shortages to it. But yeah, it's amazing how they just created this whole world. Oh yeah, and, and that's kind of used to be kind of par for the course for movies. 
right? It, when you don't, before every movie, you can't really blame them for using CGI since it's so much cheaper and cost effective. But still, mm -hmm. the fact that this is such a big event in the first place, you know, Barbie, Barbieheimer is kind of sad. But it shows that if you just let filmmakers kind of be creative, audience audiences do respond massively. I mean, yeah, yeah Barbie's based on on a pre-existing toy, but just audiences are clearly starved for creativity. Just let 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 the directors be creative and pay them. Yes. Solidarity with the strike. Or, yes. Or pay or pay the stand-ins. You know, instead of digitally recreating them in the background. Well, that's a new. Oh thing. my god! But one of the things, um, seeing interviews with everyone and stuff, that I love is how Ryan Gosling has said that uh, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, you know, created this like safe space in Barbie Land where you know they could mm -hmm. wear the outfits, they could be who they wanted to be, and then when they, uh, when. Ken and Barbie were on Venice. That was the first time they were out in the real world and actually in the real world in with during filming. And like to have mm. all these iPhones on them to see the judging eyes and all that stuff. It, they said it really was, or Gosling said at least, it really was kind of daunting because it's like they did such a good job to let them feel free and open and stuff. So that says a lot about the real world in reality. Like yeah. how um, that was. And I think that that's one of my favorite interviews that I've um, seen them is him talking about that. Cause that just says so much about while they were making the film, like how much freedom mm -hmm. and safety and just encouragement they had on set. Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. it's funny, like the, how the world it's judges so funny, them when yeah. they're out there just for the way they're dressing and for the way they're expressing mm -hmm. themselves. You know, and in, and of all places is Santa Monica Beach. Santa Monica Venice? Beach. Venice, yeah, yeah, Venice Beach. I'm sorry. It was either Venice, Venice or Beach. Santa Monica. I I've been to one of them, uh, but yeah, I've been to Santa Monica. Yeah, I've been like, more Venice, like Santa Monica. Be... But <laughs> Venice, then... uh, yeah. There's not much you don't see in Venice, so it is very funny when people mm -hmm. had their phones out. I'm like come on, this is just par for the course. This is nothing. This is like a boring Tuesday afternoon, like the way they're dressed. Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing? Yeah, that is not much at all. But, I mean, uh, the, well, one part I love is the, the I Am Ken song. Apparently, that was just improvised. Or not improvised, Ooh, but wow. like they, they, they sung it like beforehand. And then Ryan Gosling liked the song so much, he actually advised to put it in the film, and then that's how it ended up getting placed there later. You know, it's funny how Ryan Gosling's whole character uh, flaw is that he doesn't like the fact that he's just Ken, and Barbie runs everything in his world. You know, hey, how yeah, does... he said, the... I live in the warmth of your gaze. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I was created for you. It's kind of the male gendered version of, you know, the um, the story of the of the of the creation of the male of the male monster who runs who runs amok, the emotional female creation, you know. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, how many times it's like, oh, I mean, look at different stories about childbirth and stuff like that. It's like 
when a woman is um, going into labor, you know, and there's complications, like the husband has to choose. It's like, okay, either the baby or, um, or the wife. It's like, well, let's get the baby because I can always have another wife. That doesn't matter. And that's kind of like, um, you know, with Ken, it's you're like- You're always supposed to choose the baby. Yeah, you're always supposed you to know, choose the baby. Always. And that's one of the things like, you know, I'm only in your gaze. Like, this is, this is um, how it is like to be the little woman, to be the one who, oh, just be quiet and look pretty and do your thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do my job and you just sit over here. It's like, welcome to Ladyland, fellas. Uh, but I mean, the, I feel like the Barbies definitely treat the Kens better than, uh, you know, a lot. They showed of, an mean, amazing they, amount of generosity towards them. Yes. And I mean, and yeah. they have beach. They have beach. We don't. We don't necessarily get beach. <laughs> Not in Chicago. Like I mean, you get it during the summer, but then outside of that, there's no beach. Andrew, you got what I was saying, right? <laughs> uh, not really. Sorry. No, you know how Ken always has. He's got beach. Like yeah, his that's job his only qualification. Just, it's, like, it's beach. Oh, it's more than right. that. Yeah, remember he's not a lifeguard. It's beach, and it's mm. like with. Uh, you know, a lot of women um, during the time of Barbie, like they didn't even get beach. They, you know, had to be the uh, person on the side. So, well, least... I live by Kathy Osterman Beach. So it feels like a lot of guys <laughs> <laughs> where I live, their job is beach. Oh, man. Um, beach I mean, the movie, <laughs> the movie is reverent and That's funny in its own ways. Uh, the production by Sarah Greenwood is just an uncanny achievement in Barbie's plastic universe. And the film, you know, I'm glad they made it the way they did. I don't think you could have made it a different way. If you did, it would have just felt like a three-hour commercial for Mattel. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's what made this movie work so well, is that it's, it's, it's actually trying to be something more than just, you know, uh, uh, an ad for Barbie dolls, mm -hmm. but rather it's a film trying to speak about existentialism and growing up and what Barbie means to every little girl, you know, I mean, the Barbie. Yeah, the Lego movie did not have expectations like this, even when, yeah. I, when it mm -hmm. tried to do many of the same things. Which ironically had Will Ferrell in it too. Mm -hmm. you know? Which I, 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 I thought that was like really ironic and this is one of will ferrell's less annoying roles because i'll be honest i'm not a will ferrell fan like just the amount of times will ferrell just goes around and screams nonsensical like stuff at the top of his lungs which luckily we only get one instance of that in this film but luckily uh you know this was a more reframed will ferrell than what we usually get well, any, if the, I'm not going to stop, you know, making fun of CEOs never gets old for me. True. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why it kind of worked. He, he was kind of this bozo CEO, didn't know what he was doing. But wrapping things up, do you guys have any closing thoughts on Barbie? Um, go see it. Yeah, go see it and don't, like, have preconceived notions on what it is like actually go see it and then complain about it rather than complain about it before you even see it or that it's not manly enough for you to see or Ooh. that it's too harsh on men yeah because oh no 
Now, is that what one of the criticisms? You want to laugh is? and think. Yeah, is that is that criticism of this movie that is so harsh on men? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, or that I, they don't seem to know what feminism means. No. See, at a certain point, I just stopped going to those parts of the internet where all the idiots are. And I, Unfortunately, some very prominent female critics that I know were see were saying that too. Yeah, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> it is, but they want to get the clicks too. You know, sometimes it's good to be in the contrarian Olympics. But uh, Andrea Thompson, we can find you at Real of One's Own, and uh, Katie Glidewell, we can find you at the Blonde in Front. Guys, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about Barbie and how plastic and amazing it was. Uh, we were wrapped in plastic and it was fantastic. Mm, it was. Yeah. Made of plastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Barbie yeah, girl what... in an Oppenheimer world. And I loved every bit of it. Oh, oh I yes. know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I was going to make a joke at the beginning how Barbie's about a brilliant theoretical physicist, but that wouldn't have made any sense. There's a physicist Barbie. <laughs> yeah, there's a Nobel Prize winner Barbie too. There is. Yeah, that, that's one of the things I liked about this movie is how, how all the different Barbies represented a different person. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one Barbie. You know what? Uh, I mentioned this in my review. Gentlemen prefer blondes writer Anita Luz. She mentioned that what she she mentioned that Einstein developing his great theory and then asking his fellow scientists not not to use it to destroy humanity she said it was kind of the same joke in little women where they asked children not to shove beans up their noses and then they all ran to do it immediately yeah <laughs> yeah don't tell someone not to do something it's like they say in inception don't think of elephants what are you gonna do you know think of elephants yeah, exactly mm -hmm. exactly guys thank you for coming on and doing this if you want to check out my stuff, you can check it out at YPA Reviews. The YPA stands for you'll probably agree. So we'll see you Barbie girls and Kens later. <laughs>